This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So imagine you're at the White House. You're in a crisis meeting that we're now being told has happened over the last several days, trying to figure out how to deal with the Hunter Biden story and the hacking of his uh, iCloud account, which is giving us even new information about, you know, how to weigh crack on a scale and how to buy hookers and, you know, all of this type of, of stuff that the White House like, all right, it's a problem now. What do we do? Well, you distract. Look at Joe Biden. She went out and compared the Hispanic community as unique as breakfast tacos. Yes, you can get a bunch of different kinds of breakfast tacos. And that's kind of like Mexicans in America. Totally fine. No big deal, right? You just dodge and weave and distract. And then you go to maybe the president. You throw him out there on stage and say, hey, he'll distract everybody from himself. And Joe Biden yesterday said, every time I hear hell to the chief, I wonder where the hell is the president? He actually said that in the microphone. I'll play that for you in a moment. And then you got some real bad problems here. America laughs. Biden is now bragging that we are importing record number of foreign workers to actually compete against Americans for jobs. Biden also interrupted the the Mexican president to flatter lovely lady, camera woman, literally from Mexico. That's how off script this dude is. And then when he was hiking, a new video has come out showing that the president of the United States of America still has an affinity for smelling women. Yes, there's now a video of him while hiking, showing him reaching down and smelling a woman. So between Taco Tuesday and Dr. Jill's staff apologizing to Latinos, but not Latin exes, I'm not joking, for comparing human beings to unique breakfast tacos, she hasn't actually apologized, but her staff has, this is now where we are in America. Now, all of this is great and entertaining, right? It's very funny, like watching the demise. 
But there is a possibility that some of this is being done on purpose to distract you from the real story, which is just how bad the economy is and how corrupt the Biden White House is with Hunter Biden and oil and gas being sold to China. So let's look at the inflation numbers real quick in just a moment. But before I get to that, I want to tell you real quick about our good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. If you've been paying attention, you've seen the stock market that is in bear territory. We're headed into a recession, and that's why the stock market is plummeting. Now, many economists are predicting now, unfortunately, this is actually just the beginning, and we could see a market pull back well into 2023. Now, when this happens, there is going to be tremendous losses, and there already have been for many Americans in their portfolios. Well, there's been one historical answer to this, gold and precious metals. In the 08 crash, when the markets dipped, gold went up, and that's what we're seeing right now. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I use and I trust when investing in gold and precious metals, and they can advise you on whether gold is right for you right now. So whether it becomes a part of your retirement account or having physical metals shipped to you, you need to call them and get in touch with the experts so that you can protect your hard-earned dollars. Call them 1-866-751-2218. That's 1-866-751-2218. Or you can download right now uh, the gold guide, the comprehensive gold guide at Legacy PM Investments, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Now, Biden inflation is actually much worse than expected as prices have now soared 9.1% year over year. That is the highest since 1981. So if you're 40 or, uh, or younger, this is the worst of your entire lifetime. Also, remember when they said that inflation wasn't going to be a problem because wages were keeping up with inflation? That is no longer the case. Real wages have fallen yet again. And Joe Biden was criticized for the high gas prices. And he said, hey, hold on a second. You need to calm down. Gas prices are actually down 30 days in a row. Where's the average in this country? $4.65 a gallon as he sold a million barrels of oil to the Chinese Communist government and to a company that his son has a financial interest in. I say it again, that is an impeachable offense. Now, President Joe Biden on Tuesday said, look, the cost for a gallon of gasoline has dropped 30 days in a row, even though prices are still at all-time highs. He says it's gone down for 30 days in a row, so you need to be thankful. He said that defensively after President of Mexico commented on the high gas prices in the United States of America, taking a jab at us while sitting in the White House. It was amazing. The Mexican president and Biden discussed the gas prices during a meeting at the White House on Tuesday. At the time of Biden's remarks, the national average for the cost of a gallon of gas was $4.65. According to AAA data, after topping record high of 501 a gallon nationwide in June. Although gas prices have well, moderated somewhat, they still remain at record highs for consistent levels, higher than their previous peaks, in fact, in 2008, when the average price of gasoline was $4.11 when Joe Biden was the vice president and Barack Obama was the president. Now, they did it on purpose in 08, and they've done it on purpose again now. They want to force you into submission. Now, this is all happening, and the Democrats clearly have gotten on board with selling you this story. How do I know this? 
Well, Democrats had their weekly press conference of the U.S. House of Representatives. And Representative, a Democrat representative, Jason Crow, had came out to remind the American people of why the Democrats are somehow winning right now, even though they're losing and you're losing as an American, and said that the number one, the largest national security threat facing our planet, not just America, but the planet. So apparently we're now total globalists in the Democratic Party where they believe they should govern the world is global warming, so you should still be happy to be paying almost $5 a gallon and over $5 a gallon in many parts of the country. And this is a bigger threat, they say, than Putin, than Russia uh, in general, than China in general, than Al-Qaeda, than ISIS, every all terrorism combined. They say the largest national security threat facing our planet right now is global warming. Listen. Bottom line is that the Democratic Party and the House Democratic Caucus is the party of national security in the 21st century. National security. Oh, I thought that was the Republicans. I thought we were the ones that like to fight terrorists, and you're the ones that like to surrender the Taliban in Afghanistan, won't even go six feet to go get an American citizen or to go get one of our translators that saved American lives or one of the people that helped us with intelligence in Afghanistan. Wait, wait. Now you guys are the party of national security. That's right. The bottom line is, quote, the Democratic Party and the House Democratic Caucus is the party of national security in the 21st century. That is not what they would say in Afghanistan right now. Brittany Griner would disagree with you, by the way, the lesbian and being held in Russia that was, by the way, ashamed of being an American and said that the national anthem had no place in the WNBA. But they want you to believe right now the bottom line is the Democratic Party and the House Democratic Caucus is the party of national security in the 21st century. Why are we that party of national security? Because we said so. Are we doing anything to protect and defend you? Nope. We're taking orders from the Taliban in Afghanistan. We left Americans behind. Right. We're giving tons of money to corrupt and shady individuals in Ukraine right now. But we're the party of national security. You're the party that's dedicated to rule of law. Well, hold on. You were the party that is dedicated to the rule of law. OK, got to ask you a question. Then why do we have an open border? And Why are millions and millions of illegal immigrants actually coming across the border right now? I'm just asking. I'm just curious. Right. Now, this is what they do to distract you from the Hunter Biden story. This is what they do to distract you from the leaks coming out from his cell phone. This is what they do to distract you from the hotter than expected June inflation report that blows past expectations to 9.1%. They come out and say, we're we're protecting you. Hey, I know things are expensive, but by golly, we are protecting you from yourselves. We're protecting the world. And the number one national security issue in this country is global warming. So, yes, it's going to cost you some more money at the pump. But who cares, right? Because this is a national security issue. Listen to us. We are trying to protect you. So just pay whatever we tell you to pay for a gallon of gas. Don't pay attention to Hunter Biden. Don't pay attention to our strategic oil reserves being the lowest they've ever been in my lifetime. Because we're protecting you, by golly. To affirming our connection with our allies to addressing the largest national security threat facing our planet and our country, that is climate change. Oh, there it is. So the number one threat facing our planet and our country, the largest national security threat facing our planet and our country is climate change. Therefore, it is totally fine that you're paying $5 a gallon and the economy has gone to hell in a handbasket. We are the Democratic Party and we are the we are the party of national security. Now, listen to the last part of this, the closing argument here which is both a a threat multiplier and a threat magnifier and dedicated to doing this in the right way. So when we pass the National Defense Authorization Act this week, we have a couple of really important goals. One is we have to keep... 
couple goals here. I'm going to cut you from that crap, but I want you to understand this is how you distract. Now, you know how bad the economy is right now. Now, the other thing the media is doing right now is they're going on and on about what they refer to as a 9-11 January the 6th and the hearings. And they're telling you that you need to pay attention. You need to care because this is what's wrong in America. You don't understand how bad Donald Trump and his allies were. You don't understand they tried to overthrow the government. You don't understand that this is everything. That's why you need to vote for us, right? Everything right now to the Democrats is the world is ending. Roe v. Wade, right? Ending. Teachers unions came out and said, we're going to get rid of the word woman and mother, and we're going to refer to them as birthing people in our new contracts. That happened yesterday, right? Because the world's ending if you don't agree with that. These January 6th insurrection hearings, the media just going nuts and covering this, even with the low ratings. That's the other thing. If you look at the ratings on MSNBC and on CNN, which is where liberals go to watch TV, and these are two networks and the, where the viewers are obsessed with Donald Trump and they hate Donald Trump and they will never let it go and they will celebrate the day that he eventually dies, right? They will dance in the streets the day he dies because they're psychotic and they hate him that much. Their ratings for the January 6th hearings are, are insanely low, yet they are still going wall to wall and airing them all day long because they, they're willing to even sacrifice their ratings to put out this propaganda because they have nothing else to offer the American people. There is no good news out there right now for the Democratic Party. You've got wide open borders, right? You've got a vice president of the United States of America that's totally irrelevant. You have a president that's out there, not even sure he's the president, sniffing people's hair, falling off bicycles, and is, in, is involved in one of the biggest corruption schemes in American history with his crime family. You got Jill Biden who's, who looks at Hispanics and sees them as breakfast tacos. What else are you going to talk about? January the 6th, you got a four-decade high inflation that doesn't reflect the reality, the White House says, of how good things actually are. And then you have the White House today coming out and lying to the American people again, saying, quote, we don't have enough refining capacity, so the challenge really is a global one. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want you to listen to the White House going on CNBC and, and, and genuinely trying to sell you on this idea that we don't have enough refining capacity to challenge uh, the gas price in this country, even though we clearly do. We did it under Donald Trump. They then go on to say this is an issue in China where they have reduced their export quotas of refined products. Now, you would think CNBC would like look at the White House, right? And the representative from the White House, Deese, and say, hey, speaking of China, why did you guys send a million barrels of oil to China when, when uh, the American people clearly need it right now? When you were taking our strategic oil reserves, they didn't ask that question. No, no, no. They let the propaganda keep flowing from the White House. This, this report underscores that. Ryan, you said you're in constant communication with uh, CEOs of semiconductor companies. My colleague, Mr. Kramer, would say one industry you're not in constant communication with is the energy industry. Uh, the Darren Woods of Exxon, the Mike Worth of Chevron. Do you talk to them at all? Uh, and if so, what do you hear in terms of energy production worldwide, not just in this country, but given it's a worldwide commodity around the, around the globe, given so many pressures and cross currents currently occurring in those markets? I do. Uh, we do as a team. We stay in uh, consistent uh, communication. And what we hear is uh, the challenge is a global one. Uh, it is about uh, supply in the, in the main. 
uh, that on the oil side, the efforts that we are taking with our European counterparts uh, and others to try to really focus the economic pain on Putin uh, without uh, without reducing global oil supply is important. But a lot of this is about refining capacity. We've talked about this before. This is what I hear, uh, that globally we don't have enough refining capacity. Uh, that's an issue in China where they have uh, reduced their export quotas of refined product. That's an issue that is uh, of active conversation. Uh, but also here in the United States, what more we can do at the margin to keep the refineries that are operating running at the high capacity utilization that they are now, but also bring some of that million barrels a day that they took offline during the pandemic back online. Not all of it can come back online, but some of it can. That's really the, those are the two areas that we focus on when we're having those conversations. They're, they're not having those conversations, by the way, because Exxon, Chevron, all these companies have said they're not having those conversations. And he said, you know, we're, the, 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 we're, we're trying to bring back some of that one million barrels a day they took offline during the pandemic back online. But not all of it can come back online where you're putting out a million dollars a day from the strategic oil reserves. So that should help the problem. Right. White House, hypothetically, even though you guys have no clue how the markets actually work. Well, not if you're sending it to China. It doesn't help us. And that's where they're sending the oil. They're sending it overseas. Millions and millions and millions of barrels. They're sending overseas because they don't actually want the price of gas to go down. They want you to believe that we, we can't fix this problem on our own. They want you to believe that they are totally inept and totally have no ability to stop any of this. They want you to believe that there are real problems that they just can't fix and no one can fix them in the world. They want you to believe this is a worldwide issue. They want you to believe that everything in the world is a problem that they cannot fix. So therefore, you shouldn't blame them. Therefore, you should vote for them. So just recap. The White House can't figure out who the president is. The president can't figure out who the president is when hell the chief comes on, but he can sniff women while walking. They believe the Hispanics are like breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos, folks. Breakfast tacos. That's what they believe. They believe that women are breakfast tacos. And the White House wants you to believe that we don't have in America enough for oil refining capacity to pull all this off. And all of these disasters are happening right now. Every single one of these disasters that are happening right now are happening while there's the biggest story that has hit the White House since Watergate that's legitimate. The biggest story since you could even argue Iran-Contra with the President of the United States of America compromised by the Russians and by the Chinese by the crime family that he's involved in. CNBC, Steve Leishman said this about inflation, these new numbers skyrocketing. And, and listen carefully because they're not lying to you. They're telling you the truth on this. And I think the reason is because when I look at this report, I don't see any relief anywhere. We, even before we got to this 9.1%, there had been some sectors that were behaving a little bit better. I look at rents going up. I didn't see any relief in apparel. There was some hope. Uh, folks that maybe with the inventory that Courtney Reagan's been talking about at some of the department stores that you might see some relief in apparel. Not much there. Not, not much, not much, right? Didn't see any relief. No appeal, nothing, right? And I think the reason is because when I look at this report, I don't see any relief anywhere. That's the truth. There is no relief. They are not trying to stop this, but I take a step back and I remind you, I have been telling you and warning you this the entire time that they have been in office they are trying to make you weak and that weakness means they have more control over you look at facebook right now facebook the hardcore lefty facebook is prepping for what we're being told now is mass layoffs after one of the worst downturns 
for the platform. Many years ago, as a new college graduate, a writer said, I started out in what turned out to be a temporary career in retail management. There was an insight I took away from, from a kindly but experienced superior. He was the first one to explain to me that a job description was in part a tool used to track and document justifiable reasons for terminating low-performing employees. Sounds like CEO Mark Zuckerberg knows the same business practice. In response to looming financial downturns, Zuckerberg is laying the groundwork for mass layoffs at Meta, the new name of his company. Zuckerberg put managers on notice to start identifying those who are unable to get on track for future cuts. As reported by Reuters during a weekly employee question and answer session that they have weekly, that should tell you something about how idiots, how idiotic these people actually are. You don't have weekly Q&As. Do your job, right? Like, I don't need a week every week to tell me about your feelings. But they do this at Meta, right? They have a weekly question and answer session. Zuckerberg also delivered a message to Meta workers saying it seems... It seems going woke does lead to going broke. What? Discussing the situation at Meta, Zuckerberg said, if I had to bet, I'd say that this might be one of the worst downturns that we've seen in recent history. Zuckerberg put responsibility for layoffs squarely on employee performance. Realistically, there are uh, probably a bunch of people at the company who shouldn't be here, he stated. Part of my hope by raising expectations and having more aggressive goals and just kind of turning up the heat a little bit is that I think some of you might decide that this place isn't for you and that self-selection is okay with me. (laughs) Welcome to what happens when you put liberals in office and this is what happens to businesses. You go woke and the country goes broke, but I don't believe that this White House is not, is, is having any problems with because when you are weak, they are powerful. Bidenflation is much worse than expected. As consumer prices rise to 9.1%, already at 40-year highs, they rose to an annual rate of 9.1%. So all these people are like, well, but your salaries are keeping up with this. No, it's not. This is the highest rate in the history of my lifetime. Highest rate in my lifetime. Economists had expected that the CPI to rise to an annual rate of 8.8%, up from 8.6% in May. They expected a month-over-month increase of 1.1%. Anybody get a 1.1% cost of living raise last month? No. Inflation has American families hitting them hard by raising prices for everyday necessities like food, gasoline, housing, transportation, utilities, all up. Huge increase in the price of gasoline in June, which hit all-time highs. Several times during the month started to sap household and business spending on other items. Economists took a, a... subcategory of inflation that excludes food and fuel prices as a better guide to future inflation than the headline number. So this is how you're supposed to be excited, right? They say that's only up 5.9% in June. So that's a good thing. So there's your silver lining for you. The question we should be asking now is this. Are they doing this on purpose? When, when CNBC says there's no relief in inflation anywhere, we have a president that lands, by the way, today in Israel and actually says, when getting off the airplane, confused, what am I doing now? Because he doesn't know what he's doing now when he lands. And you're gonna, I'm going to play this for you. It's hard to hear, but listen carefully. What am I doing now? That's the president of the United States of America. He gets off a plane. He says, not looking at anybody's face, just says out loud to the general world, what am I doing now? You think maybe Democrats are destroying this country on purpose so they can rebuild it the way they want to? 
there's a pretty good chance that's exactly what they're doing right now. Maybe they don't want you to have relief. Maybe they're not trying to fix the problem. In fact, maybe they're trying to make it worse so that you're so weak you cannot stand up to them. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I 
detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, who's going to, I think, be the next governor of Arkansas. When the news broke this morning, the AP put out a tweet and it said U.S. inflation hit a 9.1% over the past year, highest rate in four decades. She said it this way. Inflation is a pay cut for every American and Democrats are hell bent on making it worse with more government spending. Now, you may say, well, they're not really trying to do that, are they? Like, come on, they're not actually trying to spend more money. Yes, they are. In fact, Brian Deese at the White House, standing in front of the White House this morning, said that it's time for Congress to spend not less money. It's time for Congress to spend more money. Listen. Well, well look, uh, you know, a couple points on today's report, as you just said. The first is... You know, it's backward looking and it doesn't reflect what we've seen over the last 30 days, which is a significant decline in gas prices down about 40 cents. Uh, That June report, about half of it was driven by energy prices. And we've seen uh, moderation since. I I love this, by the way. Next time you screw up at work, right? Next time you're being held accountable for crappy sales numbers or missing work yesterday, just go, hold on a second. That's backward looking. That's not the future. That's about that's uh, I, I, that's backward looking like I know my sales numbers haven't been good. Like I know I haven't been showing up on time, but this morning I did. And that's backward looking. That's the excuse from the White House. This is backward looking. How dare you call us out on the disaster, which is economy, because it's just backward looking. We are looking forward. But the second point is that in the core inflation uh, remains too high, which is why we need action. And I just want to underscore if there's one thing to take away from this report. It's that there is more urgency now than ever in Congress moving to pass a bill to try to build more domestic semiconductors, to try to bring down the price of those uh, goods. You see across this report things like used cars and new vehicles, those prices holding up. That is not principally driven by demand. It's driven by supply and constrained supply. We know how to solve that. We should have solved that months ago, but we now have a moment. We need to do that. If there's any takeaway from this report, it should be that. So the national economic, like the dude at the White House, like this is the guy, okay? He's literally telling you that we need to spend more money to somehow fix the problem with all the money we already spent that's gotten us in the situation. Listen to the response from CNBC. Although that brings us right back to the circular argument, Brian, that more spending is not what you typically do in the face of high inflation. How do, how do we break out of that circle? No, look, I think you have to look at the unique situation that we're in as an economy and think about how do we build more supply? How do we increase the productive capacity of our economy so that we actually can supply more goods, bring prices down? We know the answer on semiconductors exactly. We need more supply of those goods. You were just talking about housing, same issue. Obviously, mortgage rates are going to increase as, as the Fed continues to tighten. But as we do that, we need to keep home builders building supply because we know that at core, the housing issue is a lack of affordable supply. It's been a decade or more in the making. But as we move through this transition, providing incentives, for example, for builders to continue to build affordable homes as we do so, that's 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 out of the traditional box of fiscal, uh, you know, Keynesian fiscal stimulus. It's more about how do we actually invest to build more capability here in the country that will help bring down prices in areas like semiconductors and housing. 
So there it is. We're going to bring down prices. We're not exactly sure, but we're going to bring them down. And uh, and if we just spend more money, right? So just we, we need Congress to, to actually spend more money, go us, get us into more debt, uh, print more money, which would then got us to where we are now, but somehow to fix us because we didn't spend enough trillions before. Again, I ask the question, you think maybe they're doing this on purpose? You think maybe they're actually trying to destroy this country on purpose so they can rebuild this country the way they want to? Because they're certainly not trying to fix the problem. You can hear it from what they're saying there. You know, the, the, the White House has still got their talking points out there. Democrats had their press conference today, and they're still ripping on the Supreme Court. Representative Jeffries saying this today about the Supreme Court. Now, this is while they're having their meeting, they're trying to distract you, right? Oh, hold on. We got to talk about the Supreme Court some more. The Supreme Court sucks. Representative Jeffries had this to say about the Supreme Court just this morning. No one's talking about the Supreme Court in average America right now, but the Democrats are. Uh, given the recent Supreme Court rulings on guns, on abortion, you've also got August recess coming up, the elections. It's safe to say that the, the Supreme Court ruling on the EPA, there won't enough time to do anything legislatively on that in this Congress? Well, I want to yield to, to Andy and, and Jason here as we close, but, you know, we have a radical right-wing extreme Supreme Court majority that is undermining the ability of the Congress to address issues of clear public concern, which include making sure we have clean water, clean air, and can protect the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. At the same time, they are stripping away a woman's freedom to make her own reproductive health care decisions and want uh, to open the door to allow a nationwide ban and criminalization of reproductive health care and are opening the door to flooding our streets with more guns at the same time. So we're going to continue to look uh, at every available legislative avenue to address these issues of concern to the American people. The moment demands it, and we're going to act with the fierce urgency of now. At least he's being transparent. We're going to undermine the Constitution. We're going to undermine the American people. We're going to make you go broke so we can have more power over you. We're going to spend more money from a government so that the government, so you become weaker, the economy becomes weaker, so that the consumer pricings go up and you don't get a pay increase. And we're going to do all this so that we can fundamentally change the United States of America. Because this is what you can do when you have the party leader, Joe Biden, sniffing a young woman in Delaware at a biking trail on camera. Go watch it. It's out there. Look at it. One last thing. The media is also still trying to sell you on this January the 6th thing. They're still trying to sell you on this, you know, you, you know, the, this January the 6th insurrection, the Republican Party. And I think they've overplayed it to the point now where not only are the, as I mentioned earlier, the ratings dismal, even on the liberal networks who are covering this 24-7, the January 6th hearings. But the, but they are but they are overselling this point where I think people are just tuning out to it. I think they are. I, I, I think they're going to have a very big rude awakening come November because the American people do not give a crap about January the 6th right now. 
They care about how bad things are in the economy. But the media, all of them are still pushing this narrative. Listen. There's never been a bigger or more important story in American history than this. This is the most important story in the history of the republic. These January 6th hearings are remarkable. They are riveting. The hearings last night, they were searing. They were vivid. It was compelling. It was chilling. The videos were chilling. And it was, It. I think it's going to be historic. This was a historic, compelling hearing. This is very compelling uh, television because it's a very compelling hearing and it's compelling. It's must-see TV. I've been texting with a number of sources. I was texting people live during the hearing. Um, the words that I was hearing from them were stomach-turning, riveting, compelling. One senator told me that he had a lump in his throat as he was watching the video and hearing this testimony. Stunning testimony from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th assault. A stunning round of testimony from the witnesses. Of course, what the committee was able to offer in terms of new materials that we had never seen before. This is so much worse than something like Watergate. This is so much worse than Watergate. This is a watershed moment for our democracy. What happened on January 6th is so much worse than Watergate. Really? It really is. By a hundred degrees. Orders of magnitude worse than Watergate. I, yeah. You know, you you know about Watergate in the history books. Uh, this blows Watergate out of the water. Watergate is a walk in the park next to the January 6th attack on American democracy and the almost assassination of an American vice president at the hands of a mob incited by the American president. This is the most important and disturbing uh, incident that's ever happened in the 246 years of the American constitutional republic. There it is. That's what they are wanting you to focus on. None of this is real. None of this is accurate. But who cares? Keep doing it. One other thing, if you think states are going to back down from taking away your rights, they're not. California governor just announced he signed a law allowing gun violence victims to sue the firearm manufacturer for damages. What does this mean? Well, you could also, I guess, in the future in California, if you get hit by a drunk driver, sue the vehicle company maker and say, well, Volvo or Land Rover or Honda was responsible for my crash. And if this happens, it's designed to put any business out of business, any business out of business, because you could never stop all the lawsuits coming in and defend them all, even if you're right on every one of them. Imagine you get burned by coffee, and then in California they say you can, you can actually sue the electric company who gave the electricity for the coffee maker and sue the coffee maker company and the filter company and the coffee bean grower and the coffee bean manufacturer and the coffee bean roaster and the coffee bean packager. And then you can sue the cup company that the coffee was in when you spilled on yourself and the lid and, and the holder and then the store and then the store owner and the waitress who brought it to you. That's what California is now doing. California Governor Newsom signed a law today that clears the path for gun violence victims to file civil suits against the companies that manufacture the firearm used in crimes. They say the move tightens gun laws in California, which has the strictest gun safety measures in the nation, according to the Giffords Law Center. To the victims of gun violence and their family, the California governor says, we stand with you. The gun industry can no longer hide from the devastating harm their products cause. By the way, a 2005 federal law protects gun manufacturers and dealers from lawsuits when the weapons they produce are used to commit crimes. The same way that you can't just randomly sue everybody involved in something when you have a bad day at any issue, just like I referred to with the, with the, with the hot coffee scenario. It's called a frivolous lawsuit. We don't allow it. Well, now in California, they're absolutely trying to get it to be norm so that they can put any business out of business they want to. 
you notice they're remaking America. Wake up and pay attention. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Please write us a five-star review if you've never done that before. It helps us reach more conservatives and get the word out, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.